Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. But now you do something with your body. You present your bodies a living sacrifice. Holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. I like another translation which said is which is your spiritual service. Now then, in, in the church world we've got those that said, I, I've run on to them that said, well, it doesn't make any difference about the body or what the body does or how it sins anyhow, what it does. Said, this old body's never going to get to heaven anyhow, you know. But you see, my brother, sister, it does make God some difference about what you do with your body. You see, He wants transfigured bodies. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the series, Spirit, Soul, and Body by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's classic message. Oh, you see, you, you see, we missed it in religious circles so many times. People want folks to join the church, and they want them to do better, and they want them to, to, try, to try to live right. And you know, I never have tried to live right. I just got born again to been right ever since then. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they try to live right. You know, well, 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 well living right won't ma- is good, but it won't make you a Christian. won't take you to heaven. Being born again will, though. See? And, and you see, it becomes religion, and it isn't Christianity. But Christianity is, is being born again. Christianity is receiving the gift of eternal life. And you see, when eternal life, which is the nature and the life of God, is imparted to your spirit, it changes you. It changes you. Hallelujah. It changes you. This life of God coming into you, the real you, this inward man, makes that inward man, the real you, a new man. Doesn't it? A new man. You don't have to make yourself, you never could make yourself a new man anyhow. Isn't that right? But this makes you a new man with a new nature. Hallelujah. You got a new nature in you. Because he went right on to say that old things are passed away. And he said all things become new. Now you'll have trouble with the flesh. But you won't have trouble with you. Did you hear that? You know again, again some things we've said is really misleading unless we really teach the truth. You know, people talk about, well, you've got you to die out to old self. No, you don't. Old self's dead. You've got a new self in the place. And what you need to do is die out to the flesh. Amen. Well, isn't the flesh the old self? No, it isn't. Because your flesh is the same body and the same flesh it was before you were saved, the same one. But that man on the inside, which was the old you and the old self, has become a new self and a new man in Christ. Is that right? A new creature. Is that right? Amen. Can't you see that? And so you see then, this, this man on the inside has become a new man. A new man. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when he does, then old things passed away. And all things have become new. And he's a new creature in Christ Jesus. Well, the body's not new. Thank God, as we said, at the coming of the Lord, we will have a new body. But, he expects this new man, 
this hidden man of the heart, this inward man that has become a new man in Christ, he expects you now to do something with the body. He expects you not to let the body dominate you and you to be, as he said, concerning the Corinthians, carnal, a carnal Christian or a body rule Christian, but to do like Paul said, I keep under my body, I do something with my body, I, I keep it under, I bring it into subjection to my spirit. I don't let my body rule my spirit or the inward man. I let the inward man rule the outward man. Isn't that what he's saying? Now here he said this, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye, as I said, modern, modern speech, we'd say you, you do what? Present your bodies. See, that's the house you're living in. You're the caretaker of that house, not God. But now you do something with your body. You present your bodies a living sacrifice. Holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. I like another translation which said, is, which is your spiritual service. Now then, in, in the church world, we've got those that said, I, I've run on to them, that said, well, it doesn't make any difference about the body or what the body does or how it sins anyhow, what it does. Said, this old body's never going to get to heaven anyhow, you know. But you see, my brother, sister, it does make God some difference about what you do with your body. You see, he wants transfigured bodies. Amen. He wants transfigured bodies. Does make God some difference. Does make God some difference. Then notice in the second verse now, that he says something about doing something with your mind. He said, and be not conformed to this world, and, and, and here we'll get over into the soul of man now. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed, how? By the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now this is what astounded me. I've said it to you before, but it's necessary in this lesson now that we say it again. This astounded me when I realized something here. And I'm sorry to say, I'd preached for, uh, oh, 15 years before I saw this. Maybe a little longer. I don't know much yet. But thank God what I have learned. But, but it astounded me one day when it dawned on me what he said, that he was writing here to people that were born again and spirit-filled. And yet, they're being born again and they're being spirit-filled had not affected their bodies or their minds. Are you listening to him? How many people do you know that's like that? He's telling them that you're going to have to do something with your body and you're going to have to do something with your mind. God's not going to do anything with those. You see, God contacted your spirit. You contacted God with your spirit. And your spirit, the inward man, the hidden man of the heart, became a new man in Christ. And now then it's up to you to do something. 
And he's telling them that they need to do this, that they need first to present their bodies to God a living sacrifice, and then second, they need to get their minds renewed with the Word of God. That's one of the greatest needs of the church today is to have a renewed mind. Just because you're a Christian even filled with the Spirit doesn't give you a renewed mind. Your mind becomes renewed with the Word of God. That's one reason God put teachers in the church to teach. I mean, those who are really called to teach is to renew our minds. And I dare say in some ways our minds have been renewed in these seminars here, haven't they? Amen. Amen. Now then, we know this then. That man is a spirit. We know that he's in the same class with God because God is a spirit and because he was made to fellowship with God. God made man for his own pleasure and so that he'd have someone to fellowship with. Man's not an animal. Man has to be in the same class with God or he couldn't fellowship with God. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Did you ever try to fellowship with an old cow? <laughs> well, they're in a different kingdom than what you're in. They're in a different class than what you're in. You can't fellowship with them. But we can fellowship with one another and we can fellowship with God because we're in the same class of being as God. Praise the Lord. Now then, we know this. That God is a spirit, for Jesus said God is a spirit to the woman at the well of Samaria in the fourth chapter of John's Gospel when she said the Jews say you have to worship God in Jerusalem and our forefathers worship God in this mountain. Now what do you say about it? Jesus said the time has come and now is. Uh, he said God is a spirit and the time has come and now is that they that worship God must worship him in spirit and in truth. And so we know that God is a spirit. And yet God, who is a spirit, took upon himself a man's body. For Jesus was God manifested in the flesh. For the first chapter of John's gospel said, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God, and all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. And in the 14th verse he says, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So we know this, that God is a spirit, and God who is a spirit took upon himself a human body. And when he did, he was no less God than he was when he didn't have the body, and yet we know this that man at physical death leaves his body, and when he leaves his body, he's no less man than he was when he had his body. The story of Abraham and, and, and Lazarus proves that, and, and the rich man. And then here Paul said, for we know that while we're at home in the body, we're absent from the Lord. And he said we're confident and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Praise the Lord. And so then, we know this, that God is only revealed to man through the Spirit. Now when I say through the Spirit, I'm talking about the Spirit of man through his Spirit. It is the Spirit of man that contacts God. We call it the heart. The heart is the Spirit. We know that spiritual things are just as real as material things are. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They have to be because God, who is a spirit, 
created all the material things. We know that this inward man and this hidden man of the heart that Peter and Paul talks about is God's definition of the human spirit. The real man is spirit. He has a soul. He lives in a body. Now, I don't know about you, but here's a subject, and I wouldn't have you to believe at all that I know too much on it. I know a little bit. But I don't know near as much as I expect to know. I mean, do you know everything at all that you ever expect to know? God help us if we think we've come to the place that, that we know all we'll ever know. Wouldn't that be pitiful if you'd never know any more than you know? It'd be awful if anybody die as ignorant as you are. <laughs> Amen. Well, you see, I'm in the same boat. But thank God we are in the process of learning, aren't we? You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Call now to get this month's special offer. The six CD series that you've been hearing today, Spirit, Soul, and Body by Kenneth E. Hagan, plus the mini book, How You Can Be a Success in Life by Ken Hagan. Additionally, if you call today, we'll include the bonus paperback book, The Greater Glory by Ken Hagan. All three dynamic resources for just $39.95. Don't delay. Call today. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's one 1- 888-FAITH-99 Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126 Tulsa, Oklahoma 74150 Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. If you're interested in coming to Rainbow Bible Training College, we are now taking applications for the spring intake, January enrollment. So go to rhema.org and you can fill out an application there. Tomorrow on Rhema for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, Spirit, Soul, and Body. Thanks for listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.